This is episode 26 of the Coaches Log podcast featuring Sophie Flay. Being open-minded and, and being respectful and remembering, you know, that um, you have no idea sometimes what people are going through or why they're acting a way that, that they are. Reminding yourself that, you know, th these, are, these are humans with emotions and going through things that you might not even imagine. everybody this is taylor lipman with the coaches log podcast and i've got abc7 community journalist contributor of localish and the co-host of the filet list with me right now we've got sophie flay on the podcast sophie how are you doing i'm great how are you i'm doing awesome i'm excited to dive in and to dive into your mindset a little bit as a journalist and as a contributor and doing everything you're doing online so i'm sure it'll be really insightful for a lot of people listening great i'm excited Cool. So first off, how did you discover your passion for journalism? Yeah, so I always had a passion for storytelling. Um, when I was younger, when I was applying to schools, actually, I was trying to decide whether or not I was going to apply as an acting major or a journalism major. Um, and I, I really knew that, like I said, I really knew that I, I loved storytelling. Um, and the more I kind of thought about it, the more I realized that I um, really kind of fell in love with stories about other people and allowing people to have the opportunity to tell their story. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've said this before in, in some other interviews, but being able to just be even like the middleman to have someone um, feel like their story's been been heard or uh, feel, feel like they've been able to be heard is um, such an honor. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm really inspired by, by so many people. People are amazing everyday people. Um, and so that's kind of why I, I went towards the the journalism route. Yeah, and it's interesting because I feel like being that middleman, being the middle woman that you're doing and having to convey those stories, there's a very important role that you're playing though in having the emotional aspect, being able to really share what's going on because sometimes they don't understand. They might be able to make the food or be able to make whatever the product is or the project, but maybe conveying the message is tough. And so when you come in, you can really not necessarily like not sell it, but you can really bring in the people who are like interested because you're telling that story in such a unique way. Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's, it's an honor to feel trusted by, by people, um, especially today. Um, and so someone that is able to trust me with their story, I, I never take that for granted. Um, and it's uh, beautiful to be able to be part of sharing it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any specific uh, stories or anything that you've told in the past that really stuck to you the most, anything that stood out? You know, I just did a story about this couple who their wedding date was April 25th. So they were supposed to have this big, beautiful wedding here, mm -hmm. um, April 25th. Obviously, they had to postpone or really cancel um, the big wedding, the big the big day. Right. Um, but, you know, they were really excited to start a family and kind of felt like they wanted to get married before that. So um, they, you know, turned a negative into a positive and they got married on their front lawn. They had people, they had more than 150 people tuned in through Zoom. Wow. They had people wearing masks and socially distancing on their front yard. Um, and it was a real, it was really nice to hear uh, such a positive uh, story in such a kind of like a, a dark time right now. So that, mm -hmm. that was a story that was really uplifting um, and, you know, always puts a smile on my face every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and being able to do that, like, they probably impacted so many people without even realizing it at the same time. And that showed what is still possible, even in circumstances that we're in. Totally. And you know, a lot of people today are 
a lot of people have had to have had to cancel their weddings today uh, in this and during this time um, and a lot of them a lot of the the brides and grooms end up feeling guilty for being upset about having to cancel their wedding during this time because so many people are going through much worse things right now mm-hmm. um, but you know she was kind of saying it's it's okay to be sad it's okay to to mourn right. in a sense um, not being able to have that special day because it does mean so much to so many people so um, it was a very interesting take um, to hear that yeah absolutely and being in the field that you're in tell me a little bit about the mindset that you need to have whether that be something that you're telling yourself going into a story maybe that's something that you're having to tell yourself every day but being in the field that you're in it's really fast-paced I'm sure and I'm sure it's somewhat there's a little bit of that hostility to where there's people are trying to get those stories told and maybe they want to get the stories told first or there's, I'm sure there's a lot of barriers and challenges that come with it what's what's the mindset that you have to have and to deal with a lot of that I think you have to be open. Well, you definitely have to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you have to end up asking a lot of really tough questions. Um, but I think one thing that you can't forget to do going into any story is to just be human. Yeah. It's really important to remember at the end of the day, you know, like I said, we have to ask a lot of t- tough questions and we have to be um, unbiased. And, you know, sometimes we, we ask the questions that not everyone wants to be asked. Um, and that's okay too, you know, mm-hmm. people don't always have to answer our questions, but, right. um, being open-minded and, and being respectful and remembering, you know, that, um, you have no idea sometimes what people are going through or why they're acting a way that, that they are. Um, and so being open-minded and, 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 you know, reminding yourself that, you know, these, these are, these are humans, um, uh, with emotions and going through things that you might not even imagine. So um, having an open mind is definitely the best way to approach any story. And yeah. just being curious. It's important to be curious. If you're not curious about people or um, people's stories, then maybe you're not you're not in the right industry. Yeah, exactly. Because I think I've heard it from one of my previous mentors, and he's still a mentor of mine, but David Meltzer, he talked about how you have to be more interested than interesting. And I think that being in that field that you're in, you you can't be the, obviously you're going to be interesting being the personality and showing it, but you have to show that you're significantly more interested in who you're talking to and the stories you're telling. But I think that but what you're doing though comes into real life too, is that just to understand people's stories, understand their why as to literally why they're doing something. And you're, and you're getting to dive into that a lot more because you're more interested. Yeah. It's, it's, even though we do appear on camera, the story is not about us. It's about them. Um, And, and that's, the most important part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and it, it, it kind of bounces off of that, but what would you say is a separating factor between just a good spokesperson, a good journalist versus a great journalist and somebody who's on top because you're, you're in that, that echelon of the ABC seven community news engaging with people. So what, what is that separating factor? And that could tie into real life as well. That's a great question. Um, you know, I always say that I think the best skill a journalist can have is being able to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, I write, shoot, edit, produce all of my own stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's kind of something that you do when you're just starting out. And I am just starting out in my career. Um, you know, as you move up, you do get someone to help you film and maybe someone to help you write, maybe someone to help you edit. Um, but it's so important when you're starting out to be able to have this skill set because 
as a journalist, you never know what story you're going to get thrown into. Um, what, um, not just story, but you know, what, um, what experience you're going to get thrown into too. Sometimes you have to be able to film. Sometimes you have to be able to produce. Sometimes you have to be able to edit. Um, and you don't have those people there because it's breaking news and, um, mm -hmm. You have to, you just have to go to the scene immediately. Yeah. Um, so yeah. being able to adapt to any situation, I think um, is what separates a good journalist from a great journalist. Yeah, and that's a great point because in touching on having to understand you're doing everything like you're saying to where it's almost like being like you, you're the franchise owner of a fast food chain or something to where you understand everything going on. So once you're at that point to where you can distribute that, you already know what's expected. You're, you've already done it. So now it's like you, you already have that separating factor of like, this is what we need. You don't have to really learn it. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> it's like, this is what we need. And then you have a better understanding of that too. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So with the projects that are going on right now, tell me a little bit about what the process looks like during a time like this as a journalism or in, within journalism. Yeah. So, you know, I worked from home anyway. Um, mm. So I didn't necessarily have to change um, my everyday work life too, too much. Um, that being said, it also changed a lot. Yeah, um, so yeah. I edit and write from home, but I go out and I film, um, you know, all of my stories. So the way that that has kind of changed is we've been following our um, city and state officials um, and been, we've been staying home. I've done most of my interviews uh, through Zoom. And if I've shot things myself, it's been, you know, from a very safe distance or I've been using a lot of social media content um, to gather more images and videos obviously giving credit where credit is due to those people that have shot um, mm -hmm. the photos and videos um, and then editing them together that way it's it's really we're so lucky to live in the time that we live in right now um, because you know we have the technology we didn't use it in this way before but yeah. but it's there and um, it's been such a great resource to us so um, you know like everyone my life has changed a little bit but but my, I, I was set up um, for success in terms of um, my work lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, man, you managed to create that, I guess, like a recession-proof kind of role to where you're going to be, you, someone's got to share the story. <laughs> someone's sure. got to relay that to somebody. So if yeah. you're that person, you're in that good spot. Mm -hmm. So how do you see social media right now on, on the trend that it's going? How do you see that playing a significant role in how maybe people wanting to get into journalism, how do you see that being a, an advantage for them to where maybe they can begin creating their careers through social media? Sure. I mean, so many of us, including myself, get their news from social media. Some people only get their news from social media. Um, so I think that if you are an aspiring journalist, um, having a, a profile that, you know, is, um, turning out news constantly is, is a great thing. That's what I, my, you know, before my, my job, I, I used it for that a little bit, but obviously not as much um, as I do now. All of my stories are basic, all my Instagram stories, um, my tweets, my Facebook posts are, are all about um, news for the most part. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because, you know, in this new younger generation of journalists coming up now, it's so important to have that um, understanding of, social media being important to telling the news. You know, I, I can, I can either tell an entire story just on Instagram stories, or I can link it. Um, and it also helps because if you're the first person at the scene, um, and you're waiting to go live on TV, 
you don't have to wait to go live on Instagram. You don't have to wait yeah. to go live on Facebook. You can just do it immediately. And even then you're still the person, um, you're still the first person relaying this story. Um, right. So social media is incredibly important to, um, incredibly important for our job. Um, you, you, you've got to use it and you've got to use it to uh, its fullest because there are so many um, opportunities to on every platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that speaks to a lot of people who are trying to create the opportunities for themselves because I feel like, I mean, you see, I can't put a name to the face, but there's a lot of, people online like they do a lot of music reviews there's a ton of music review type source that you could find on youtube and to where over time that could become its own social media platform to where then they get sponsorships or to where artists are sending them their music first to play to people and there, there's so many opportunities out there and especially in the journalism field and storytelling so many people need their stories told but i think it's a matter of that outreach having doing that outreach do you, do you find yourself having to do that a lot of the time yeah absolutely and social media makes you more accessible too. It, it creates, um, you know, a line of communication that we didn't, some people don't have otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I cover a very specific part of LA. I cover Silver Lake, Echo Park, Los Feliz, Outwater Village, kind of like the east side of LA, um, mm -hmm. dipping into, um, I mean, it's really central LA, but I guess no one really thinks of it that way. Yeah. Um, and so people on this side of LA, for the most part, know that they can come to me with their story. You know, it might not get told otherwise, but because I focus on such a specific part of LA, um, and I live here, people feel like one, I'm part of the community Two, they have a real shot at, at sharing their story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a great part about being accessible just like that. I mean, cause you and I had connected previously, but just through me doing the outreach, just shooting a quick message, it was able to get to you received. And then we were able to create a podcast out of that. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think for anybody listening or watching, it's a matter of going back to that, creating the opportunities and being able to find what you want and being able to create that. Now, as a journalism uh, reporter and being a specialist in that field, are you, you get to choose the stories most of the time, correct? Or are you having sometimes to go and tell stories and do certain things that you wouldn't really want to do? Maybe it's not the most exciting story. Do you ever find that happening? You know, not really. And I think it goes back to uh, what we were talking about before. As long as you're interested in people, you're going to have fun and it's going to be a great experience mm -hmm. um, regardless. And so, you know, I, I don't think I've ever told a story I, I, I don't want to tell. Mm -hmm. um, I've been great. really lucky. But also, I, you know, I choose all the stories. I decide on all the stories that I tell. I have to pitch them to a manager. Um, but I'm finding... 99% of the stories that I do. Every once in a while, someone sends me, someone from my station sends me something that, um, you know, someone contacted them about instead of me. Um, but I'm doing the majority of my storytelling, which, you know, is, is super, super fun. Yeah. And I like though how you're putting that emphasis on just the being interested aspect of that, being curious about them, because I think a lot of times, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in journalism and in business content creation, people are focus too much on that outcome or focusing on like, are they going to enjoy the entire process of that? Whereas if your goal is to just be curious and at the end of that, you can have achieved that goal of being curious and you're like, well, I learned a lot, then that's a win for you. Right. I, th I think a lot of people value too much that outcome. And then even if they learned a lot or grew a lot, they might just throw that to the side and say, well, I didn't get the outcome I wanted. It's not the, the story I wanted to necessarily tell. I mean, and, and I get 
a complete creative control too, because I'm doing the editing. Obviously it has to get approved by, by yeah, people before yeah. it airs or it gets posted. Um, but I do have um, the creative freedom to, to do what I want with the story. So, um, you know, some, some days you, you do a story that, you know, you wish was better. You, you watch it back and you're like, Oh, I wish I had done this instead of that. But for the most part, it's just fun. And like I said, I, I get to be the, the person that helps share this person's story that might not have gotten told otherwise. Absolutely. And a, a big question that it's a topic that as a, as a coach and with a lot of people I work with has been coming up more often. And especially with us being in the young adult range is a big thing is ego. And I think that ego is such a dangerous kind of concept as to what people can get stuck on and in journalism and what you're doing how important is it to not allow ego to get in your way to not because like you said you might look back and say oh i should have done that or i should have done this but you've already produced it you're not like harping on it too much how important is that though to let your ego go to the side i, I it's crucial i mean mm -hmm. you have to remember this isn't about you like not, not once is it about you, not, not one day of the week, not the next day. Like it's never, it's always about, um, someone else, um, someone's family, uh, someone's business. And so it's a lot of responsibility. Um, and if you let your ego get in the way, then the story's probably not that good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And because with ego, I think that, well, I don't, I don't even know if I'd say I think, but at this point it's more of like what, can be a fact is that if the ego's in the way, then it can create that fear or it can create that doubt because then it's your ego, that sense of yourself is going to be tarnished a little bit, or it might be damaged. It's not going to look, especially being on camera so much, you probably have to be aware of that and be very aware where it's like, even if I look a certain way, I can't hold back because it's like, I'm not going to share that full experience with everybody else too. Yeah. I mean, I, I've already said this, but it's, it's just not about you. Mm -hmm. It's really not. You have, like I said, you have a responsibility yeah. um, to the people whose story it is, but then you also have a resp responsibility um, as a journalist to tell, um, you know, the facts to the public and the audience. Um, and so in both situations, like I said, it's not, it's not really about you. It's about your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And just like in life, providing the value, making sure that you can provide that value without allowing yourself to get in the way and to put yourself on that pedestal, which is so important. Sure. So I appreciate you harping on that because a lot of people in everything will think that's all about them. And then they're the ones who just get in their own way at the end of the day. I totally agree. Yeah. So what are some current projects that you're working on that you're pretty excited about anything in the future coming up or is it kind of hard to foresee what's, what's to come with all of that? Hmm. I mean, you know, I put out about three to four stories every week. So constantly working on, on new stories. Um, we are as a contributor for localish, mm -hmm. we are really focusing on small businesses right now. Um, and, what's been happening with them. So that's something that I'm excited to be a part of is, is contributing um, stories about small businesses. You know, a lot of the time, because I'm not a breaking news reporter, I get to tell really positive stories um, in, in some dark situations. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm, I'm so lucky to be in that position. Um, and so throughout this, I've been able to tell some great stories about, um, you know, businesses that were really nervous at first, like everyone um, that have managed to either 
fix their business model, um, you know, create a brand new strategy um, and really save themselves and maybe come back even more so on, on top than, than yeah. they were before. Um, but then there are some businesses that have really been hurt by this um, and, and will not make it. And so I think being able to, to tell both of those stories is, is really important as we move forward um, because, you know, this, this pandemic's not over and we're not sure when it's going to be over. Um, so to, um, you know, keep our audience kind of in check of, of what's happening and, and what's happening to so many people's businesses and, and livelihoods is really important. So I'm excited to be part of that. Yeah. And that's great because literally you can light a match in a room of darkness and you'll see that match over totally. everything else. And so if you can be that light, that is so crucial and so important. And I think that for, for people who are consuming that content, it's, it's crucial for them as being able to see that light. So it's a really cool and important thing that you're doing, which is really great to see from a social media perspective. And then to be able to hear that too, and how empowering that is for you as well. Mm, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So a few last questions here is, you know, touches on that a little bit, but what is your current mission that you're working on in your personal life? This is have the floor here, be selfish. What is it that you're working on in your personal life or business, but that is your current mission? Uh, what am I working on in my personal life that is my current mission? Oh God, that's a great question. Um, you know, the only thing I can really think of is I'm, I'm trying to be a, a better cook. Hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know that's probably what everyone says right now, but, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I, I grew up, um, in a, a very lucky household with, with great food. Mm. Um, but because of that, I never really had any interest in cooking, um, because someone else was always yeah. just way better at it. <laughs> you didn't need so, to worry about that at all. <laughs> no, right. Right. So, um, I'm really trying to teach myself and it's, it, when it comes to the kitchen, I have very little patience. Um, so trying to learn, um, patience, um, in that sense, uh, and, and, really growing my, my repertoire is, has been my personal mission throughout this, this pandemic, at least. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, there's so many people that are trying to learn new skills, experience new things that they can, yeah. at least during this time. And cooking's definitely a major one for sure. Like I'll find myself printing out recipes and I'm not even, I'm not, I'm like more excited about printing them out than <laughs> I'm not doing them. I know. I know. <laughs> I look at the pictures and I'm like, Oh, this will be great. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I have to do it. Bummer. I know. I'm thinking like two hours. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Cool. So with that, you know, how can we help you on that mission? How can myself or other people help you sending you recipes, cookbooks? I know chefs, you know, chefs, I'm sure. <laughs> I know one or two chefs. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I love, I love when people share recipes. I love, obviously I love looking through cookbooks, but there's so many great, um, Instagram accounts. So send me, you know, some, some great food, Instagram accounts, some recipe, Instagram accounts. Um, that's been great. Um, I don't know. I mean, really, I guess it's up to me. I wish, I wish you could help more. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. It comes, it really does come down to you at the end of the yeah. day for, for this one. So that's totally. all good. Cool. Sophie, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you jumping on, sharing your insight and your knowledge just about the industry, what it takes to be in the industry and the mindset that comes with it too. Thanks for having me. This has been really fun. 
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Coach's Log. If you've been rocking with me and this podcast for a while, it would mean the world if you could drop it a five-star review. By you writing that review, it's going to help people within your personal and professional network come across the podcast and be able to hear these stories to help them get inspired, motivated, and educated so that way they may live a life with purpose.